praise the Lord. Okay, um, let's look this morning at, um, uh, I'm just going to call it you and your Bible. I mean, if God's Word is not just something that uh, men have come up with. Uh, it's, um, it's amazing as you read the Bible, you find out that, uh, oh, it's not about what some man thinks. It's, it's, it's just, in a world of so much pessimism and a lot of uh, things, especially in America, you know, that you can get laughed at for believing your Bible. And let me tell you something, <laughs> the Bible's true. It's fantastic. The testimony of the Word of God is so accurate. And uh, what I want to show you this morning, uh, uh, I know things you already know, but just uh, just uh, the why of the Bible in our lives. Okay, so I want to start Ephesians chapter 6. You could pretty much start anywhere, but let's just get a load of this. This is at the end of uh, a letter to the church at Ephesus. Okay, it's only six chapters long. It's not very long at all. And uh, you notice he says in verse 10, finally, so he's wrapping things up here, all that he said. Oh, oh. <clears throat> and one thing we're going to find out here is that um, God's word is like, ooh, this is very important. So notice he says, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And I, I would like to insert here that uh, that just means plans, schemes, all. He's out there. The Bible isn't bashful about it. It is not ashamed. And it is not those that don't believe about, you know, there's no such thing as a devil or whatever. Oh, yeah, there is. I mean, we ought to figure this out on our own. There's so much bad things going on out there in the earth. I mean, what's it going to be like? After we get out of this life, we always think the next life is better, heaven. Well, okay, but why would we even have such a better afterlife if God had, was responsible for all that's going on down here? No, saints, no. This part that's going on down here in this world is horrible. There's a lot of things that are just not right. But if you'll notice here, the scriptures tell us, put on the whole armor of God. Notice this, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. See, if you don't read your Bible and don't pay attention to what God says uh, that you have available to you, you'll feel like you're helpless. But you can stand against the schemes of the devil. I know I, I'm not pulling up the Lily Bible right now, but anyway, you know what Wiley Cody, a Wiley Coyote is on the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner, that kind of stuff. That's where they get that word from. He was always scheming, trying to get that roadrunner. And it says here that no matter what the devil does, look at this, you, if you just put on the whole armor of God, you can stand against it. Now, let's go a little further here. He says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, and against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Now, what part of that list is not everything? I mean, I don't care what problem you've got. It falls in this group because he named everything. Verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Look at this. Here it is again. That you may be able to withstand. He already said you could stand against, and here it is. You can withstand. Um, now, look at this last part. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all, to stand. Uh, this, this last phrase here, he says to stand here, it actually is referring to you're finally at the end of this fight. You'll still be left standing. He'll be gone. So anyway, verse 14, stand therefore, having your loins girded about with the truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take in the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Now here comes my little point I want to make here. 
and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. God's Word. You know, God's Word must then be pretty important because that's your shield. And it's so funny to find out that even in your own life you can recognize, well, I didn't bring my car key. Uh, did you bring something for lunch? I didn't bring my lunch. Well, we didn't bring the Bible no, in our own life. We don't have the Scriptures. That's the reason it's important. <clears throat> I know many times we, we, we think back and we go, well, we see a little child quoting the 23rd Psalm, and oh, that's so wonderful. Let me tell you what's even more wonderful. That child growing up and still being able to quote the 23rd Psalm. I use the 23rd Psalm in my prayers. Praise the Lord. It's so fantastic. I mean, today I can consider surely goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. You know? And I know some people say it's a couple of angels. Well, if it was angels, it would have said it. i tell you what I have. I've got goodness and mercy. Things are going to work out for me today. They're going to work out for you too. Other things in the 23rd Psalm. But we would never know what was in the 23rd Psalm if we, of course, did not read it. Uh, let's go next to, um, I'm going to go to Revelation. You and your Bible we're looking at. So Revelation, I'm going to go to chapter 19, and we'll look at the Lord's personal tattoo. Say, what? <laughs> well, yeah, you know it. Written on his thigh or whatever. Anyway, it's important to find out um, what was on his leg here that's being described. Here it is. We'll just pick up, and I saw heaven open, verse 11, and behold, a white horse, and him that sat on him, no, excuse me, and he that sat on upon him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness does he judge and make war. Because we all know this is Jesus. Verse 12, his eyes were a flame of fire, and his, on his head were many crowns, and he had a name that no man knew but he himself. And I scroll down here, hang on. Uh, and look at verse 13. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, Oh, and his name is called the Word of God. Wow, look at that. His name is called the Word of God. That's pretty important, isn't it? They're called him, he's the Word. Let's go back to uh, the book of, uh, let's take the book of Matthew here just a moment. And uh, let's see. I believe it's 12, let's see. Let me get yeah, here it is. Matthew chapter 12, at that time, Jesus went on the Sabbath through the corn. His disciples were hungry and began to pluck the ears of corn and eat. But when the Pharisees saw it, they got all upset, you know. And, uh, you know, this is why, you know, if you keep reading your Bible, you will always know you're okay. But if you let other people come up, like, these were supposed to be the ones that knew it all. Especially from God. They're supposed to know it all. Well, apparently they didn't in this situation. They said unto him, Behold, your disciples do that which is not lawful. In other words, so I guess God's mad at them. Well, thank God, God in the flesh, Jesus, was standing right there to take care of it. They said unto him, Your disciples do that which is not lawful to do on the Sabbath day. They're, they're doing something wrong. God's not happy about it. Notice what Jesus said. But he said unto them, Have you not read? Have you not read? Well, I'm not a preacher. No. It doesn't matter if you're a preacher or not. I think God expects us to hear what his word says. I mean, he does. And it's so easy to do. Just if you can read your Bible at night, great. Or in the daytime, great. Whenever, just be reading your Bible. It's so important. 
so important. He says, have you not read what David did? When he was a hundred, and they that were with him, I mean, he was running from King Saul. I remember the story. Uh, anyway, how he entered into the house of God and did eat the showbread, which is not lawful for him to eat, neither for them that were with him, but only for the priest. This was for David and his army. said the whole army, this priest did. Or have you not read in the law how on the Sabbath days the priests of the temple profane the, the Sabbath and are blameless? But I say unto you that in this place is one greater, he's talking about Jesus here, himself, is one greater than the temple. But if you had known what this means, I will have mercy and not sacrifice, you would have not condemned the guiltless. That brings me to another point here. There's a sign down here on the, on the highway below us. It says, uh, he is without sin, let him cast the first stone. Well, of course, that's the scripture. But if we had never heard that story, where would we be? We might think, well, God might be a little upset with me. But we know we've all made mistakes, and we've all blown it. And God's merciful. He's merciful. Now, what's interesting, and it doesn't make any difference because they're, they're sort of close. That sign out there, it says, he that's without sin, let him cast the first stone. And it says Luke 6, 37. Well, that verse is not Luke 6, 37. It's, it's John chapter 8. But I did look up Luke 6.37, and Luke 6.37 says, Judge not, lest you be judged. So they had it in the same thought, but the reference was wrong. And I don't, I don't get them over that. But nonetheless, the important thing is, what do we know from the story? Uh, Jesus stooped down, and he began to write on the ground, you know. And then when he rose up, all the accusers were gone. And that's when, uh, well, actually prior to that, that's when Jesus said, Him that is without sin, let him cast the first stone. I mean, that's just... It, it just sets you free to realize that, you know, praise the Lord. And then look at this. If you had known what this means, I will have mercy and not sacrifice, you would have not have condemned the guiltless. Now, that could be you. You can just push yourself away from God thinking, well, I just don't feel like today God really loves me. And all the while, John 3, 16 says, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You know. You're not going to earn your way into heaven. But I tell you what, uh, if we don't take advantage of the Bible that's right there in our own lives, it's going to be a very rough road ahead for all of us. Let's go uh, next to, um, oh, let's see, let's go, I'm going to go Mark chapter 4 here. Mark chapter 4. Um, okay, Mark chapter 4, verse 10, And when he was alone, they that were about him with the twelve asked him of the parable. And he said unto them, Unto you it's, it's, uh, it's given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to them that are without, these things are done in parables. That seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. He said unto them, Know ye not this parable? How will you know all parables? So in other words, this is sort of like, whatever this parable is, this is key to every one of them. Notice what he says. The sower sows the word. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. When they've heard, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their heart. Let's just take prayer promises just for a moment. Uh, Mark eleven twenty four. What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. Well, that can set you free when you get your back against the wall. You're like, I need some help. And you're thinking, hey, wait a minute. God says I can just ask, 
and he'll grant it to me. My responsibility is to believe I receive when I pray. That's right. That's great. Hang in there and do that. But a week may go by, and now you've got another problem, another similar problem or whatever. But if you do not remember what you did last time, that's just like what's happening here. These are they that are sown by the wayside. When they've heard, Satan comes immediately, and they take away the word that was sown in their lives. A lot of times you'll think, well, this problem is so hard, I don't even think prayer is going to fix it. Yes, it will. Don't let that word be stole. Just consider that, praise God, I'm not going to let this Bible be taken from me. Uh, this whole story, he goes down here uh, um, in four different groups, but look down here at verse 18. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as, hear the word, and it says, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches and lust of other things, hearing it choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Let me put this in the Living Bible just a moment. Help us out just a little bit. Oh, verse 19. Okay, hold on a second. Close it back down. But all too quickly, look at this. The attractions of this world and the delights of wealth and the search for success and a lot of nice things come in and crowd out God's message from their hearts so that no crop is produced. I mean, it's just things that just get in the way. I mean, it's just, you, you get too busy, and you say, well, I'll get to it in a little bit, you know. And then the whole plan was, by the enemy, was just to try to get you to forget about the Bible and what it'll do for you in your life. Don't forget it. The Bible's there to help you. It, it'll actually, it, I mean, Satan is so involved here. I know it may look like, why, but he just can't be. It's uncanny how easy it is not to pay any attention to our Bible. Um. Look how he describes this in verse 21. He said to them, Is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed and not to be set on a candlestick? There's nothing here that will not be manifest, neither anything kept secret, but that should it should come abroad. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. Well, I got ears. Well, then God's telling me that I need to be listening to the word of God. Look at verse 24. He said unto them, Take heed what you hear, for with what measure you meet, it be measured to you. Uh, in other words, as... <coughs> If you will just but read your Bible, God will start pouring out things on you. He really will. Look what he says here in verse 26. So the kingdom of God is if a man should cast seed in the ground. Now remember what that seed was. He said earlier that seed was uh, the word of God. He said and he should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring up and grow, and he knows not how. It's just amazing how the promises of God will just take care of you. Let me give you an example. Oh, let's go to the book of Psalms for just a moment. God just takes care of everything for you. If we'll just but just make an attempt to be reading his word. That's the reason I, I think it's fantastic we got a copy of the Bible. Uh, oh, Psalm 1, verse 1 says, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scorn. Oh, he said he's blessed. He said, here's what he does. His delight's in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. Look at verse 3. He should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Now, this is not when you get to heaven. This is not. That brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatever he does shall prosper. Whatever he's doing, he'll prosper. It'll make a difference. Oh, 
Let me go over to Second uh, Chronicles, chapter 17. In Chronicles, it's just they chronicalize, they put all the historic data about um, these kings. And uh, starting from Saul to David to Solomon and to his son and his son, his son, his son, his son, kept going and going. And the theme was just obvious. If you had the Lord, you were successful. If you didn't have the Lord, it went down fast. Now watch what Jehoshaphat had done. Oh, in my fact, look at verse 3. And the Lord was with Jehoshaphat because, let's see, was he something special? What did he do? Did God just shine on him? And that was, no, because he walked in the first ways of his father David and sought not unto Balaam. This was another god of the other nations, an idol. Oh, let's see, let's see. But sought the Lord God his father and walked in his commandments. When you see walked in his commandments, just think about your Bible. It's just your Bible. It is just that simple. I'll show you this in this chapter. Anyway, well, well, look at verse 5. Therefore the Lord established his kingdom in his hands, and all Judah brought to Jehoshaphat presence, and he had riches and honor and abundance. You can't serve the Lord, you know. And don't let me make that word serve the Lord. So, well, I wonder what that is. Just read your Bible. Read your Bible. <clears throat> But anyway, let's go down and see what happens. Uh, something special he did. Okay, let's get down here. Let me get down here to it. Let's see. Well, King 8, that's the 18. Oh. That's verse 11, let's see. Let me switch to... Yeah, there it was, verse 9. Okay, let me, I'm going to switch to the living Bible here just a second. Verse 9 is what we want. Wow. Look at this. <laughs> now, it already said that uh, the Lord was with him and he was making him prosperous and all this wonderful stuff. Why? Because he was just going to stay with Jesus, okay? Uh, and then look down here, verse 7. In the third year of his reign, he began a nationwide religious education program. What? That's just Sunday school. song is. Just Sunday school. And if you'll notice, he didn't make this stuff up. Look what he did. He basically pulled the Bible out and said, we all need to study the Bible. And I'll tell you, God took care of that whole nation. Remember, uh, Jehoshaphat was the one that all of a sudden they're having a great day, everything's wonderful, and all of a sudden one of his little soldier guys comes up and says, you don't know this, but about three huge armies are on their way. <clears throat> well, what do you do when you're in trouble? You go to the Lord. So Jehoshaphat, and he called everybody together, and they had prayer, and they said, and Jehoshaphat prayed, he said, now Lord, we don't even have enough power to beat this army out here. So our eyes are on you. And the Lord said, well, you don't need to fight in this battle. I'll fight for you. And we got to read that story. So that means anytime we're faced with something, we do the same thing. Like, I don't know how I'm going to make it, Lord. I don't have the resources to handle this problem. But you do. And God does the same thing. That's when Jehoshaphat said, well, fear the Lord and, uh, you know, and uh, listen to his prophets. And you'll prosper, and he said, let's send the, the band out front. So they sent the singers out front, saying, his mercy endures forever. You know. And when they got out there, the army that was supposed to attack them, they were all killed. 
they were all laying there dead, and all the soldiers and the people went out there and just started picking up all the money off the ground. It took them three days to carry all that money back. Praise the Lord. I wonder what did it. Notice we're in chapter 17. That story hits right here in chapter 20. And these verses, this chapter is about over with. It only goes to 15 verses. So here's what he did. In the third day of his reign, he began a nationwide religious education program. Oh, no. He sent out the top government officials as teachers in the cities of Judah. I guess they could just go out and teach wherever they wanted to. No, 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 no. Teach the Bible. These men included Ben-Hale, Obadiah, Zechariah, Nathaniel, Micaiah. He also used the Levites for this purpose, including, let's see, number, uh, verse 8, Shemaiah and Nathan and whoever that guy was. Look what they did. They took copies of the book of the law to all of the cities in, in Judah to teach the scriptures to the people. And I'll tell you what, the nation just exploded with all kind of blessings. I don't get it. I don't know what happened. Yes, you do. Praise the Lord. This is what set them free. Set them free. Let's go to the book of uh, uh, Joshua here. Let's see if God says something similar to, to this in, uh, in chapter 1. And, of course, he will. Uh, let's see what we got here. And, of course, it makes you wonder why Joshua, this is the start of the book. You know, you've got to get the reader involved here. You know, look, look, don't bore me to tears here. What's all this about? After the death of Moses. Okay, Moses died. Oh, no, Moses is dead. The servant of the Lord, Moses was, it came to pass that the Lord spake to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, said, Now therefore arise and go over this Jordan, you and all this people, unto the land which I do give them, even uh, the children of Israel. See what he says. So far, so good. Every place that the sole of your feet shall tread, that I have given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness, in other words, from South Alabama all the way to Tennessee or whatever to Georgia, he's just naming all this. Okay, verse 5. There shall not be any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. Look at this. As I was with Moses, so will I be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Now, where have we heard words like that before? It's because there are themes throughout the entire Bible. God is for me. Who can be against me? David would write down in the Psalms. Jesus himself said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He told Abraham, I'll bless those that bless you, I'll curse those that curse you. I mean, he would take care of them. So verse 6, he says, Be strong, be of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land. Notice he was basically going to be a governor. He took them from Pharaoh all the way to the promised land. This is, this is the time we're going to get the land now. He says in verse 7, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest Observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it, from the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper whithersoever you go. That's just simple. It's just simple. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate. Now notice he already said you'll prosper wherever you go. But you'll meditate day and night that you may observe to do according to all that's written therein, for then you'll make your way prosperous with this, and you'll have good success. This is pretty simple. It is pretty simple, praise the Lord. 
Let me show you another one here. Oh. Proverbs here. Chapter 4. No, I want to go to 3. Actually, 1, 2, 3, and 4 cover the same thing. Notice how he starts off. says, my son, don't forget by law now. Don't forget it. Uh, put this in the... Uh, well, let me stay here just for a moment. Look how quick it jumps out. You, you don't think your Bible's important? Look at verse 2. Length of days, long life, and peace shall they add. Notice he didn't say in verse 1, the only stipulation is just to believe there's a God. No. It's more than just believing there's a God. Matter of fact, James wrote in, in the book of James, he says, even the devils believe and tremble. I mean, they believe there's a God. That's not going to help them any, you know. It takes more than just believing. What did God say? It's so funny. Remember, well, let me just switch to it. Oh, I'm, I'm going to come right back, but watch this. Keep that wide open there, and we'll go straight right down here. Look at the passage. Where did Mr. Matthew go? There's Matthew. Matthew 4. And let's see. Uh, oh, chapter 4. Remember, he's he's in the he's led up of the spirit in the wilderness, be tempted of the devil. Now, what? Who's here? Jesus is here. The Holy Spirit involved, and the devil. Pretty important. What's going on? Now, watch what happens. He says this is the answer. When he fasted forty days and forty nights, afterward he was hungry, and the tempter came. Now, I tell you, this guy here is the destroyer. I mean, he wanted to destroy Jesus, too. He said, hey, command these stones to be made bread. Now, look at this famous response. And you know it so well, but let it sink in. He answered and said, it's written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's the reason, you know, even Hezekiah, not Hezekiah, but Jehoshaphat, they had to have that nationwide campaign because everybody got away from it. Thank God we're not going to get away from it. And you don't get away from it. Keep reading your Bible. Keep going to your favorite verses. Man shall not live by bread alone. Well, I'm doing pretty good. I don't read my Bible much. You may think you are. But your body actually functions off of the Word of God. I know you, you may think, no, I don't. It's a living organisms, and I'm made up of cells and whatever. Well, if you go back and read your Bible, you were created. Let us make man in our image. You were created by the Word of God. You know, if you just, like the Scripture says, taste and see, just try. Feed on God's Word. See what happens. Now, let me go back here to uh, the book of Proverbs, chapter 4. I mean, excuse me, chapter 3. So he says, hey, listen, don't you dare forget my law. Now, this reminds me of something his dad told him in Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all within me, bless his holy name, and what? Forget not all his benefits. That's his word. It's just like the pamphlet that tells you that you've got a warranty for something. You go get that warranty out and read it. Hey, I'm covered in this. I can get a new one. Well, you're covered in he forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases. Also covers 
fixing things that are broke. He said, whatever you, you do will prosper. Praise the Lord. But anyway, I love this. Length of days, long life, and peace they shall add. And, you know, verse 2 is all I need to sleep at night. Praise the Lord. How many times have you caught yourself? You, you can't go to bed because you're so worried. Oh, no. How am I going to get out of this problem? Oh, no. How, 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 how? And then you finally relax and grab your Bible and decide to read a little bit. God's so good with his words. Just find a place and start reading. Just read. If you know a place, go to that place. Not against the law at certain spots of your Bible. Just read it. Look at verse 3. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Now where do you get mercy and truth? From that Bible. You'll find out that praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's mercy is what I've got. Notice he says, bind them about thy neck, and what's that? Write them on the table of your heart. He goes on and says, you'll find favor and good understanding in the sight of man. Hey, where have I seen that verse before? Now you know where it's from. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Well, if you don't read your Bible, you're going to be leaning on your own understanding. You find out from the Bible that God promises you you're going to be okay. Well, then lean on this. I'm leaning on this. I'm going to be all right. And then what does he say? It might. No. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. And his paths are not going to be terrible paths, that's for sure. You keep writing. Look at this. It's, it, every one of us in this room, it's so easy. I wish I knew some healing scriptures. Y'all you, you, do. It's just easy. Think of miracles Jesus did. This is just the way it is in the Bible. It shall be health to thy navel. Now that doesn't mean spiritual health. That means it will help your body. It will, I mean, the doctors, sometimes they just can't do enough. They give you some pain medication. But even then you've got to wait for an hour for it to kick in. Lord, what am I going to do here? My back, my head, i got whatever. Look at verse 9. Honor the Lord with thy substance. Oh, and with the first fruits of that increase. In other words, give to the Lord. So your bars will be filled with plenty, and your presses will burst out with new wine. Well, no, 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 I'm, I'm poor. God, you don't understand. I mean, I, I'm, I've never had anything. I mean, I'm just humble. And if I get a dollar, I lose a dollar. I, don't, I never have any money. Is that what the Word is telling us here? God will always provide. He goes on and says, My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. He's talking about his word, as we read his word. Uh, for whom the Lord loves, he corrects, even as a father, uh, the son in whom he delights. Now watch this. Happy is the man that finds wisdom and the man that gets understanding. The merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof and fine gold. Here we go, verse 15. He is so repetitive. He wants us to get Verse 15, she's more precious than rubies. All the things that you can desire are not to be compared to her. In other words, like, you really think you want something? When you find out what God's word will do for you, you'll be like, I'll take God's word, and this other part, I'll get it too. But I'm going to go to God, and he'll make sure the other part happens. Verse 16, length of days are in her right hand. Okay, a right in my hand. Richard is going to live a long life. I'm not going to die tomorrow from a... Car wreck. Uh-uh. No way. And in his left hand, what? 
riches and honor. Well, what's my job? You just got to have a little faith. It sounds like that can't be as simple as just reading God's Word. I can tell you it is. It really is. Let me show you back over here. at uh, We were at uh, Mark chapter 4. He compares, remember he's been saying the whole time, the sower sows this seed, whatever it is. And that seed is the Word of God. Uh, right down here, look at this. Wherewithal shall we liken the verse thirty? I'm going to go to the Living Bible here. Excuse me, Living Bible, verse thirty. Okay, come down, verse thirty. How can I describe the kingdom of God? What story shall I use to illustrate it? Look at this. It's like a tiny mustard seed. Though this is one of the smallest seeds, you know, it's like insignificant. How can how can that be the answer? But look what he said, verse 32. Yet it grows to become one of the, where we go? I'm going to, oh, I don't, scroll off of it. Here we go, verse 30. There we go. Hang on, we lost it. Get over here. It grows, here we go. I got it. Uh, let's see. There it is. Okay, verse 31. It's like a tiny mustard seed, and though this is one of the smallest of all seeds, yet it grows to be one of the largest plants with long branches where birds can build their nests, and look at the way he says it, and be sheltered. I mean, there's not anything he describes about the Word of God that's not good for you and I. It's like, praise God. I'm just, I'm just going to read my Bible. Watch God bless you as you read your Bible. It's... We need to close, but let's, let's, let's look at Mark 11. I mean, excuse me, yeah, Mark 11. And uh, you're reading your Bible. You run across this little story over here. Jesus says in verse 22, in reply, Jesus said to his disciples, if you only have faith in God, this is absolutely the truth. You can say to this Mount of Olives, rise up and fall into the Mediterranean. Now that sounds like impossible. And your command will be obeyed. All that is required is that you believe and have no doubt. Look at verse 24. Listen to me. You can pray for anything, and if you believe you have it. Didn't say believe there's a God. You already figured that one out. If you believe you have it, it's yours. What a promise. What would that be for you? Well, it's the same thing we've been talking about right now. You found that in the Bible. It belongs to you. Don't let anybody take it away from you. Well, nobody's going to walk up and take your Bible and take that away. No. What happens is you begin to forget about it. And you start believing that God's not quite as merciful to you as he used to be. Dollar Band playing. Anyway, glory to God. Isn't it amazing? Look how it just comes out. He says, says, listen to me. Listen to me. You can pray for anything. And if you believe you have it, it's yours. Praise God. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for life to those that find it, health to all our flesh, and that's us. That's all of us. Lord, we thank you that if any of us are not feeling good this morning or whatever, or we may have some difficulty brewing in our bodies or whatever, you take care of us and get that out of our lives, and we just give you praise for it. Lord, the same thing's true concerning finances. Uh, I've been young and been old and never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging bread. You supply every need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. 
Lord, and if there's any other thing that might be bugging us and we're worried about it, Lord, I know you'll take care of that. He said, I'll call upon the Lord, who's worthy to be praised. So shall we be saved from our enemies. Lord, you are a strong tower. You are a refuge. You are a fortress. And you'll protect us from anything that's out there today to be trying to harm us. And that doesn't leave any left but for us to go tell others about Jesus. And that's what we're going to do. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Well, amen. Praise the Lord.